As they have made. Mm. Oh, cool. It gives me a little recording icon. Okay. So I wanted to see what the quality of this audio was to yeah, see yeah. if this is a better alternative to Discord. Because I've been going through all podcasts today and seeing what's, what's useful. A lot of it's tap, so I need some new material. Oh, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Hey, you're interested, which is why I've asked you to do this. Fair play. Totally not, because you volunteered. Because the goodness of my own heart. <laughs> you sounded quite hungover still, Jack. Oh, mate. I didn't go to bed until like six o'clock in the morning just because I couldn't sleep. Crikey. And then I got woken up at half past nine. See, I got up at about half six and saw the chat. So I was a little disappointed I didn't get up early enough to just see people as they were ending the night. It's just a bit grim. Do you want to tell me about your VR adventures last night? Just or was it too soon? Just spoke to a lot of American people, really, and some the usual activity. Yeah, some, some very cocky Cockney woman from that Jamie knows, and kept on saying, "I'm a nurse in the NHS." And every time she said it, I just start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny that all the people you meet in that game are American. But Jamie managed to filter out the English birds yeah. early because he's got that hope of fucking them. If they're English, Definitely. it spurs him onward. If they're I American, already... he don't give a shit. Towards the end of me jumping off, he was having some very serious conversation with this American bird. Like she was like, you can't say these mean things. You have to think about what you're going to say in the future. And Jamie sounded like genuinely moved by her words. Oh, I thought you meant Jamie was saying that to her. No. What was Jamie saying that spurred her into giving that speech? I can't remember. It must be something that happened at some point. She's kept on saying, you can't do this sort of thing, Jamie. You can't do this. And it looks like they were holding hands. And I was like, this is hella cringy, oh, so she wasn't yelling at him. No, she wasn't yelling. She was like, like giving him a, like an intervention, more like. Kind of, yeah. It just didn't really make much sense. He was probably just being sexually inappropriate I imagine because <laughs> he's you know he's just a cheeky rascal is Jamie he's not actually an offensive person yeah, I can imagine totally. him slapping a girl's ass in VR mm. it's totally fine because it's VR it's not real but you can imagine the girl go, turning around and going oh, Jamie that was very inappropriate and like shaming yeah. him for it um, and then she kept on saying I can out drink all of you I'm only 90 pounds <laughs> the other and I was just like I've got no physical evidence that you are drinking anyone right now. You could have had three bottles of beer for all I know. I couldn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> Why does it matter that she's 90 pounds? Because that's quite small, isn't it? Yeah, it's like six dollars somewhat. Fuck, mate. Yeah. Don't know why that would. I'd, I'd assume people are better drinkers if they were like 200, 300 pounds. Exactly. Which I believe is the uh, freedom unit of measurement. Freedom, yeah, exactly. It's just, I was just, I remember saying to us, honestly, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not here to just go, Oh, my lady, I'm sure you can. So, what time did you get up today? About half past nine. Oh, she only had like three and a half fucking hours sleep. Yeah, why did you get up at all? Why are you not still in bed? Because 
other people in the house just deciding it's fine to just talk as loudly as nah. we can. Yeah. Just walk through my room yeah. constantly. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Oh, but um, I had this worrying thing all day with my... I think it's just starting to stop now where my fingertips and fingers just had pins and needles. I've had it all day. And they're starting to go a bit numb. So That sounds diabetic. It's, I don't know. It only happens when I drink. Like, it doesn't even. It's the first time it's ever happened. I think it's because like I went to like a full bottle of like a two-liter bottle of Coke, obviously with mixer. Mm. Too much sugar in the old system. I normally buy a diet and there wasn't any. And like three quarters of a liter bottle of vodka that's gone as well. <sighs> I was I was just listening to a podcast before calling you, which me and a friend Connor recorded three years ago, mm. 2017, which was the beginning of my downfall, uh, fitness wise. <laughs> and the shit, like it's it's mostly him talking, and it, at some point he mentions farting, and I just tune in with. You know, I've been fighting a lot more recently. And God, I hope it's just because of the junk I eat and not that I'm getting old. And I'm like 21 yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking back at it like, fuck me, Joe, you were such a mess. <laughs> Still am, to be fair, but I've made some progress, I guess. Oh, mate, any improvement's good improvement. It's funny that, like, <laughs> for the past few years, I look back at pictures from when I was 18. I was like, Christ, I wish I was like that again. But now I have pictures. I have like pictures I can look back at when I was twenty-one and go, "Thank Christ, I'm not like that anymore." Yeah, man. So looking back from high school and stuff, like I peaked in college. College in my wonder years, mate. It's a bit, it's a bit frightening knowing that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. People used to say that to me, like, "I reckon you've peaked in college." I was like, "Nah, nah, this is just the beginning." And they're like, "No, I don't know if you can keep this up." And I gave it a good shot at uni, but it's just so demoralised. And the social aspects of things. Uni takes it out of you a lot more than what you'd think um, it would do. Because you get caught up in a lot of stuff. The drinking's the worst part because obviously going over there is like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, and you're with a bunch of 18-year-olds. And they're like, they can go at it all the time. And I try to sort of realise that I'm not as young like even though it's like a four or five year difference. We're like 24. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. It's really bad. <laughs> We're in an appalling state, yeah. Yeah, mate. It's, it's one of those well, I like to think that we had our university years when we were between the ages of 14 and 18. Yeah, definitely. Because that <laughs> was just the norm, isn't it? Years. That was just the norm, wasn't it? Now I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> This is my middle life. You know, I think I'm going to live to about 50. It's one of them things, really, where uh, you start to pick up on little nuances, like I'll stand up from a chair and I'll groan sometimes. <laughs> I pick that up as like, because my dad does that, like when you stand up and they go, oh, yeah. I thought, oh, that's what men do, you know, when that's a kid. So I started doing that deliberately, but now I can't not do it. Exactly. Because, <laughs> I'm going to pull something. Yeah, there's something going out of the whack here. <laughs> it's fact that like 24 it's this year. Cro- crooked every year. Yeah, 24 in July. And it's weird to say, like, I'm on the way to 30 years of age. It feels really close, doesn't it? It feels a bit too close. Like, Sam's, you know, 
bless him, he told me he's having a bit of a quarter-life crisis, which you can never really take seriously. However, you know, we're sat here talking about being 24 and groaning when we get up from a chair. And <laughs> I see what he means. You know, cause he's, I, I had a similar thing like... How old is Sam? He's our age. Maybe younger. Like, yeah. Maybe like just turned 23, I assume. Because we both skipped years, don't we? Well, not yeah. skipped years, but took Went years into... out before going yeah. to uni. Yeah. So everyone I know from uni is a year or two younger than me, really. I uh, get you. And Sam's like, you know, realising he's not cut out for a desk job. Because, <laughs> well, I don't think he's realising he's not cut out for it, but he's realised that they fucking suck. Yeah. Which I did, you know, at my old job. But, you know, I've just changed to a different desk job. Hi. I think he's thinking of becoming a teacher now, he says. I don't know how he's going to go about that, but good for him if he wants to give that a shot. <laughs> I don't mean that sarcastically. Don't laugh at that. I mean no, that genuine. It's just a teaching. There's a lot that goes into teaching. Like You have to make yeah. up like your own curriculum. You've got to decide. It's harder to be a teacher for an early years than it is to be a teacher for high school. Yeah. Primary school teachers have to deal with the development of a child's brain. Mm, it's quite a responsibility. And I, I doubt, I mean, I haven't asked him which area he wants to go into. Yeah. I doubt it's that. Surely he wants to yeah. just teach programming at a college yeah. or something, I imagine. Exactly. Because then um, you can at least talk to him like adults. You don't have to like, you don't even have to watch what you say when they're at that age. Exactly. You say whatever the fuck you want, be, be yourself. As long as you're not fucking your students, people tend to look everywhere. Um, it's literally is one of them things because you, you're there for the betterment of every child if they're growing up. Mm. You'll you notice as well, like a kid or two kids that sort of sits at the back of a class and doesn't speak to the rest of the class, but is quite shy. That's on you because mm. that, that carries on to like higher school. And those kids will probably end up being bullied because they're a bit weird. Yeah. And you have to feel like there's some form of physical responsibility. Because they are going to carry on being shy until a teacher involves them and forces yeah. them out the shell or until they break down emotionally and feel like they have to do it like a lot of us did. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was always a shy kid in class. And it wasn't until I went to college and thought, this has to not happen anymore. I need yeah. to pretend I'm popular. Hopefully people <laughs> believe it because no one knows me here. Um, it worked out fine. Yeah, and uh, but there's like a way you go about it. If you try and involve them too much, you put the spotlight on them too much, and that draws attention to the other kids. So you have to balance it out in a way mm. to say like, well, I I don't want you to be secluded, but at the same time, I don't want to include you too much. <laughs> at the same time, come on, kid, be normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to you don't want to force them into being someone they're not, which is a huge deal growing up because you don't know what you're supposed to be, and you just know that whatever you are going to be, you want it to be someone that people like. Yeah, exactly. Fit. I mean, I still just do goofy shit to try and make people like me. Just acting like a fucking clown throughout <laughs> college and university, and now in the work environment. It's just it's just me now. That's what I've developed into. Yeah. Love me. Don't I, just, I make you laugh? Why are you sexy? I just get on with stuff now. I'm past the point of trying to cater to people. I just do my own thing. 
yeah. I've got me, I've got me friends and stuff. You know what I mean. If someone doesn't like me, they can fuck off. <laughs> I'm not can... in the, I'm not in the interest of going that extra step to <laughs> accommodate to other people. <laughs> I, I can at least accept now when people don't like me because being me, you come across it a lot. But like, I do still get being quite. Me. If I, if they're like, if someone doesn't like me, or I find out someone doesn't like me, and it's because they've misunderstood something I've done, or they don't know the full story, I get really fucking pissed off about it. I almost feel like I've got to go seek out that person and explain the full story to them, even if I barely know them. I'm gonna be like, look, uh, I, I know you heard this about me. That's not really how it happened. You know, uh, it was all consensual, uh, or whatever the story all is. All consensual. <laughs> and. But if they're like, yeah, fuck you, man. I just don't like you. I'd be like, all right, well, fuck. Well, just, there's another one. Just a bit of whatever, really. End it there. You know what I mean? It's, I, just, it's just literally one of them things. One of the downsides to using Zoom, mm-hmm. to the extent of my knowledge, is I can't see how long this phone call's been going on for. I don't think it says, does it? I feel like we've obviously not been talking for half an hour, but I feel like it's been a good 10 minutes or so already. Yeah. Um, no, I don't see any some like a form of stat or anything you can see. Uh, what I'm planning on doing is carrying on. I mean, the last time I tried to record a podcast was three years ago. Mm. I'm going to try just literally pick up where that left off, the same format and everything. Uh, so the format, well, format, one of the things we had was everyone had a gimmick fake surname. So Mike's surname is Hunt. So I introduced him every week as Mike Hunt. Uh, I think I'm just Joe Badger. And that's where that came from. Oh, this is no, There's no even joke to it. That was just, it's just a fake surname. Mine's, I've already thought of mine. Easy. Go on, what is it? Off. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that fits. Then. Well, that's good. We can put that in the title. <laughs> Episode three with Jack off. That's lovely. That that's, that slides right in. At this rate, everyone's going to have a funny one, except me, the main fucking host. <laughs> Just need to think of one, then. Well, the the point of the show is I'm inviting people on who are funnier than myself. <laughs> because that's the point. I need to get more people in it. I'm not funny, hence why I'm not recording it myself. I gotta. Like Mike and Connor and you on. I'm even considering Sam on as a guest because I feel like the autism alone will lead to some very colourful conversations. True, big true. Do you know if him and uh, Sanity have tied the knot yet? Oh, I think you were in the chat last night, weren't you, when Jamie was there? No. Uh, when we were playing League. I, I mean, think fuck me, I don't know if this up. is going to go out on the podcast so now that we're, we're talking about <laughs> personal matters. Post it, yeah. post, do it in post. Hey everybody, Joe Badger here. Normally we'd have some music here to transition into the next part of the conversation, but we keep getting banned for doing that. So here's a placeholder. We're not getting banned today because we're coming up with our own music now. If you want to hear the actual song, go check us out on YouTube, which actually allow copyright. Is it? I'll get to her now, is it? <laughs> no, that's me, mother. Mum. Did she say mum to you? Yeah. <laughs> My mum does that. <laughs> hey.
lad. Giving me that posh shit. Um, your mum and mum are very similar people. Quite aggressive. Like to friends. Like to friends. Lovely to friends. Very good. Answers the phone differently. Is hello. Yes. Yes, speaking. Comes off the phone. My mum ah, does it. Bloody she phone. She'll give a fucking... If she's got one of those people phoning up. Oh, yeah. fuck me. Oh, you know how I said... Um, Actually, just give me two seconds. I'm just going to grab a yeah, glass yeah. of water before I die. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> Good Welcome back. Hello. What are you just talking about? Mums. Mums. Yeah, my mum doesn't take shit on the phone. Like... She'll fucking people call you know like when people call up to do a survey or something. She'll fucking lay into them like how dare you disturb me on that in my free. Do you know much? Do you know how much free time I get with my fucking nine hours a day job? Bloody fucking! Oh fuck me! You know how tried to kill himself like Mm. a couple weeks ago. I don't know how we have this. How can our society be so broken that this is the system in place? So he tries to kill himself, big hospital. She goes home afterwards, obviously, because he has to be sexual for a while. Mm. She's at home. And like the next day, she gets an automated robotic voiced phone call from the NHS, which is like calling to do a survey. How do you think <laughs> we like, did? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, first, first one goes, are you... <laughs> no, press one. If not, press two. She presses two. It's like, can you get? It's like, no, of course, can't get. He's fucking hospital. You sectioned him. Fucking hell, man. I shouldn't have said his full name, actually. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that'll be cut out in post. Post. Uh, and she was just obviously, my mum's like dealing with this fresh trauma mm. of like. Nearly bloody killing himself. Fuck me. She's a tough bird though, my mum. Yeah. She never used to slap me as a kid. She used to punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> we we brawled. As I got older, it wasn't... Because <laughs> I didn't just take beat. You, you know when you get a bit older and you start to be your mum's size? You start to you put stop. your hand up to stop it. Yeah, you stop taking the beatings. And then she looked at it, she's like, oh, you want to play that game, do you, son? <laughs> Is my mum was a big woman, but still is, and she could still probably take me as well. Like, just she just has to throw her weight into it, and I'm down and I'm suffocating. <laughs> so, um, my mum's always been DIY handy, she got very heavy hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, do the old, all hammering things home, like old shell lessons. Like, just basically got to the point once where. Proper crack. She was, and then she used to make me stand there and say, "Oh, look at that one! You can see my hand in that one." I'm like, "Yeah, mum." With tears down me, streaming down my eyes. <laughs> Good one, mum. <laughs> one time, I stopped it. I grabbed her hand before it could connect. She just looked at me dead in the eyes and just went, "I've got two hands, you know." And before you know it, <laughs> it just got me. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that's like a, that's almost a staple of you growing up like oh you giving her the eye like oh yeah this stops here and she's like round two 
I remember um, when when beating stopped in my house because I'd grown mm. bigger than my mum. <laughs> uh, I don't mean I was beating her or anything. Like <laughs> she was like hitting me, so I pushed her to push her away from me because it's a bit like mm. fuck off, you midget, and fucking trying to hit me mm. still. So I shoved her, and she fell back, and obviously like hit the floor pretty hard. Mm. And she started crying, bless her. And I, now I'm having to apologise to my mum, even though she was beating me. I said, like, oh, mum, I'm sorry, let me help you up. She's like, fuck off, you fucking terrible shit. You fucking pushed me off. <laughs> Need I remind you about how you <laughs> hurt me a lot as a child? <laughs> uh, I told you about, um, I've told you about leaving the heating on at my place, haven't I? Well, how is it a big no, home. no. Yeah, like yeah. I used to get bollocks. If it was cold, because, you know, we grew up, up in the north. It's cold. It's, you know, we got, we got... <laughs> <laughs> we got skin, but end of the day, it's a bit cold. So, I yeah, put you put heating on because we had the shitty broken timer. So you had to flip a switch for the heating to go on. Mm-hmm. Enough, like radiators will come on it throughout the day at certain times or anything. Yeah. So a classic screwed up kid that I was, you know, turn heating on, you know, doing your thing, and then you know, mate phones up, broke out for a bit. Yeah, fuck it, let's go out. So you leave house, heating's still on. Oh shit. Well, that's, go. Not, that's not an issue, you know, no. the house ain't going to burn down or anything. But what is an issue is being a poor family. Do you, are you <laughs> yeah. paying these bills? I'm are you not paying, paying them bills, bills Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my mum would come home and, or even sometimes I'd just forget. Sometimes I haven't even gone out. I'm just still in the house. It's been on for a few hours because so I've forgotten about it. And, you know, I'm not even feeling a bit toasty, really. I don't notice heat on because that's how shit the fucking house was. <laughs> Just fucking so I was home and she's you know instantly hands on the radiator Joseph <laughs> have to bleep that surname as well <laughs> Joseph Badger <laughs> what the fuck how long has this been on and I'd be like it's been half an hour and she'd be like it's red hot that is I've been on for fucking hours and oh so anyway so it wasn't done in my house because my mum would have a fit and I'd get, I'd get grounded for it. As you get older, grounding doesn't mean anything anymore. No. So one time, classic scenario, I think I had yet, I'd flip, I think I was seeing a girl probably. Uh, Danielle, I think it was. That's not important. She's not in the story. Anyway, so, you know, I have a bath in the morning. Heating has to go on for that. I forget to turn it off. So I fuck off over there. So it was on all bloody day. It wasn't even on old bloody days. I think she came home at like lunchtime or something because she finished early that day. She's heating's on. And she phones me to go, you fucking left the heating on again. And I'm working at this point. I, I have a full-time job. I'm working at CEX. I yeah. have money. So I, my reaction was no longer, I'm so sorry, mum. Because, you know, I was like 19 at the time or something. And I was like, I'm really sorry, mum. That, really unf- that was really thoughtless of me. I'll pay for the gas bill this month how about that that's fair isn't it don't you worry about it and she went all right uh, <laughs> you when i get home let's see when you get home so i come back i don't think i've seen a girl actually i think i was just at work yeah i come back after work and uh you know i go straight into my mum's room which is like the first room in the house you walk through the hallway yeah yeah hers is right there on the right and i go hiya I just want to say sorry again. And I like handed her like 40 quid or something. You know, a generous amount of money for the gas bill. Like mm-hmm. saying that we never have it on because of these fucking scenarios. I'm sure having it on for four hours one day isn't going to cost 40 quid. But you know, I was feeling generous. So I gave her 40 quid. She takes the 40 quid. 
she's like, there's no, that's too much. She just takes it slight. Cheers to that. I was like, again, sorry, that was really childish of me. And she's like, don't worry about it, just I'll do it again. I walk into my room and it's trashed. Like I had like my keyboard, you know, because I was like into music. I was young back mm-hmm. when I was creative. I had a keyboard, I had a guitar. Keyboard's like been thrown across the room. <laughs> guitar is like lying there on the floor. Papers that were on my desk, because I was into drawing back then, have just been like yeah. sweeped off the table. And I just, what the fucking hell is this? What the <laughs> fuck is going on in here? And she, and she just walks in and without like any emotion, she's like, well, you left Peter on. I was, like, I was a bit angry. I was like, fuck, you can give me that 40 fucking quid back. And she was <laughs> like, oh no, I mean, it's going to be... Big gas spill. No, 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 no. Your stuff's fine, isn't it? I ain't broken anything. She just walks off like it was totally normal. Like it was no, normal. Like thing mental bitch whom I love. I love you, mom. I love you. But fuck me. <laughs> I just, I, in that sort of situation, I generally have a high tolerance of patience when it comes to certain scenarios. Well, I moved out shortly. After that scenario, like it was only a few months, like before I was going to uni, I think. Yeah, I think probably greatest. I say greatest achievement. One of the achievements is like so when you prove your mum wrong, and you, you it's, it's like a say, oh, it's this, this, mm. and this, and this. But no, this is an actual thing, and this is this, this, and this. Yeah. And it happened when I was sort of not like you know the other reason my electricity bill goes up, and I was like, it, it's not, but. <laughs> You know, I happily pay for it, and whatnot. So I don't, I don't understand. Trying I, I to don't balance being the good son and being correct. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, right, when the electricity bill gets it, you know, we'll, we'll go over the payments and stuff, and you see how much you know it all's making. And it came back, it's like what? It's like fifty odd quid, I think, for the month and stuff. And she's like, right, I'm gonna break it down to you. And for the next month or so, I'm gonna go into my, I'm gonna use my computer for two hours a day, and we'll see how much the electricity bill is. Okay. When my sisters had two Xboxes on, they always leave the lights on everywhere. And then whatever Family appliances, else. yeah, whatever appliances they better plugged in, whether that be phone charges and, you know, my mum's TV that she watches like before bed every night. I was like, okay, no worries. So from cutting down from, say, about six out, six to seven hours a day on my PC at night time to about two, comes to end of month. She's like, all right, come on. show me electricity bill. She's like, no. I was like, why? What's the matter? She was like, it's like, no. I was like, why? She was like, why? Because you shout at me. Oh, why, why will I shout at you? I won't shout at you. I'll probably laugh at you, but I won't shout. She hands it to me, fifty-two pounds. <laughs> uh. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I didn't know, and I was like, "Well, why in the first place? Why are you coming?" Bus if you didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Are you stupid? What's going through your head, woman? It's the first time proper, like, sort of gone off and I do. I do it a lot now. Actually, I go off on tangents at her when she's been stupid. They have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> like she let my sisters get, what's her sister's youngest sister get away with murder, and so it's like, but right now you have to help her with the homework, even though she's like very disrespectful child. She give mm. pull up very horrible face that if I ever pulled as a youngster I have flashbacks to me getting hit so I look at her and go you'll be getting a smack right now trust me lass but you know what we can't do that in this day and age 
So I've gone to go off on these tangents, and she uh, she's like, "Oh, look at you! Oh, oh, just just leave it. Just you should up. It's whatever now." And I was like, "When I was your age, and I was your age, and I was her age." You can age, say that to young folk now. Yeah, when I was her age, if I'd done anything out of the minions, like I remember spilling a glass of lemonade by accident because the counter was too high for me, and she told me to make it myself. I was six at the time. <laughs> I spilt it over. She came barreling in. Do everything yourself. <laughs> she, she barrels in and just pelts me. So like, what are you doing, making a mess? I was I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. And then she'd rub it better. After she'd hit me, she'd rub it better to balance out the scales of me getting smacked. To make to go. Oh, you actually are a caring mother. <laughs> And in her head, she's thinking, gosh, I'm strict, but aren't I a good mum? Yeah, exactly. I remember I burnt my Such hand on a stove. The facts of life. But also, burnt, I love him. Burnt my hand on a stove once, told me it was my fault, and proceeded to throw me a tea towel to cool it down. <laughs> I remember looking at it. No, mum, I needed the tea towel first, so I wouldn't get burnt. <laughs> Stupid. Mm. I just wanted to let day. <laughs> so now we've got to the point where, because I display a modicum of intelligence, I don't know how to fix computers. She's acknowledged that you're like getting a medical degree and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, this one might be all right, actually. She struggles using a printer and I have to set up like a new laptop that she gets and stuff. And uh, she's like, Jack, come and do it. And when I sit there and I'm doing this stuff for her and I look into her eyes going, yeah, you know what? You're a dumb fuck. Look at me go. <laughs> and I love her to pieces. I really do. But yeah. she, she, she's, well, she's very hands-on DIY. I'm not. I know how to paint. I know how to fix stuff like basic and whatnot. Mm. She was like... <laughs> wallpaper in the day so you should come and help me i was like why so these these are the lessons that you need to like well in the future i was like mum i'll get someone else to do it for me <laughs> you're crazy what she means is like, <laughs> these lessons you need to learn is i should have learned this but it's too late for me so i need you to learn it right now and help me wallpaper this more yeah but the thing is though she's very very good <laughs> that that's the thing she's good at it she did interior design and all that sort of stuff at college oh, nice. she used to teach it yeah so she's very very good with hands-on and stuff, but she feels like in this day and age, these skills and stuff are pretty, like, whatever. Because most houses that you're going to buy now, or not buy, but rent, whether it be apartments and stuff, they're going to be furnished. No one just moves into a house where it's got no wallpaper, no furniture already. You bring, like, your bed and stuff with you, but more often than not, All people right. our age just go in there with, with furnished housings. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, at uni... We went into furnished houses for renting. I remember, mm-hmm. like, I lived with these girls for two years, first and second. And then in third year, I split off with the guys and the girls mm. in their own house. And, you know, we didn't do shit at all as the guys. But when we, all the girls were on interior design courses, and you mm. think, what can you really do? But you go over and they've hung up, like, fucking tapestries and plants and fairy lights attached to every fucking surface oh, yeah. in the house. And it was good. Problem. It was cosy. We had parties at their place. Ours was, like, three times the size. But theirs look cool, so. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing, though, it, with the general consensus, women are more creative than men when it comes down to. We're, we're happy with what we've got. We sort of set it up in how we like it. Go, right, sweet. I don't have to worry about this. I can't mm-hmm. think of a bloke 
that's in a relationship with a woman that goes, oh, you know what, lovey? Um, I'm going to make the decision on what carpet we get. We need some what... fresher looking curtains in this place, love. I, I, I personally believe that I should pick the wallpaper. No. Every client I spoke to when I was doing the insurance thing before thinking when I was like helping all basically all the mm. people out with their like furniture stuff that had been sort of destroyed and like floods and stuff. So basically <laughs> I'd, I'd make a note of shit and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> to me, even though it, happen- it can happen to anyone, it seems yeah. like an old person problem. Yeah, yeah. Having furniture um, by flooding. We had... First, the favourite person I spoke to was a couple that lived somewhere in the moors that had that had bought this cottage and loved it so much, even though it was in a high alert flood zone, they yeah. flood-proofed their house. So they expected their house to be flooded three times a year, which it did quite regularly. And they'd moved, like, they'd have, like, the count, like, sort of, the spaces between like the units to your floor that were heightened, all the plug sockets that are normally down and now above like the six feet mark, mm. they'd have basically like waterproofed furniture and stuff like that. And but they're like main, they just basically bottom floor was a kitchen and that's all they did to it. And they just moved everything up a level. Yeah. So in the so that top floor was like the, their main area with like the living room. And shit, yeah. Matter. Exactly. But anyway, I was speaking. My main point with all this, like <laughs> picking uh, carpets yeah. and stuff like that, every person I spoke to when it came to detailing down um, sort of stuff that had been damaged from like maybe a paint spillage and stuff shit like that, mm. more often than not, it's middle class white women that have dropped a glass of wine on the carpet <laughs> that are claiming for it. And then they're happy just going, yeah. I'll drop 350 quid to get this stain removed or the carpet refitted. Man, mm. that's not, I'm not too arsed. I'm not going to bother trying to attempt to clean it myself. But um, it's always like, well, I chose the uh, the furniture and stuff because he's got no idea. And I was like, yeah, because we don't really care. And the day we sit on it, is it comfy? Yes. <laughs> More often than not, it's a bonus if it's got a recliner. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just know if I if I had a woman living here with me, because I'm I'm I consider myself fully unpacked now. There's boxes mm. fucking everywhere, Jack. But because the <laughs> desk is out and the computer and the TV and everything, and pots and pans for cooking, I've got everything I need. It's there. I'm set. I don't need any of the shit that's still in the boxes. Hence why it's still in the boxes. I haven't needed it yet. Uh, if I had a woman here, they would have picked me up constantly on it. They would be why is this, why is still boxes in here? Why are you unpacked yet? You've been living uh, here for. A month now? What the fuck is going on? It's just That'd not arsed. You know, it's, that's what I mean. We're not really too bothered. Mm. You know what I mean? Because as long as you're comfy and you know where stuff is, like, who gives a shit about a box? And that's the sort of meat, that's the sort of like meticulous thinking women have that we need in our lives. As much as we hate to admit it. <laughs> Like, I don't mind a bit of hoovering every now and then. Going, I do like, I've started, as I've gotten older as well, I've en- I'm enjoying cleanliness a lot more. Like, just washing up dishes and stuff. Yeah, and then, I'm yeah. trying to, especially being in, like, a new place now, I'm trying to keep this place clean. Yeah, place just keep on shit. top of it. But, like, I'll hoover the downstairs and middle floor, like, three times a week, just because I like it being nice and tidy. And if I see... 
my sister coming running through with her shoes on. I'm like, ah, ah, take them off, take them off. I bloody, I've mopped these fullies today. <laughs> you know, Mike was like that at uni. Was it? Because he was the girls, but it like this is going to get somewhat controversial. But feminism truly has ruined the woman of Women's, today. Yeah, I should have to do none it. of those women knew how to cook or clean. And it's not like we were expecting them to do it. But when it came no. to like... It's about doing your part. And yeah, day. it's doing your part. And it was just me and Mike living with three girls. And it was just me and Mike and you had to clean. Oh, well, women there was horrible. this one other woman who lived with us. But she was like in her 30s. So yeah. she was part of the last generation and knew how to cook and clean. So she was great. But the women who were our age didn't know shit. Women are grim to live with. Mopping the floor. That was his bit. Yeah. And he'd, he'd stand... Because we had the... Our, kitchen was a conservatory so he'd mop the floor and then waiting for it to dry he'd like go have a fag outside with the door open and he'd do it at times where hopefully no one would be walking through so he'd get up early in the morning to do it but if someone if one of us if i was walking into the kitchen to get a drink of water he'd be like ah fuck off i'm like barely awake he's there on this cigarette and a coffee like i've just fucking done that you can piss off for half an hour I'm like, yes, sir, I'll do that. Yes, okay, back to bed. Women are grim to live with. They really, have you seen how much hair they fucking oh, excrete my. into fucking blood <laughs> off Like, they'll fucking leave that really shitey, horrible hairbrush that's just fucking covered with gunks mm. of shite in their hair and plug holes, mate. The amount of times I had to fucking buy one of them contracts on long plastic fucking spiky rod to put down a plug hole to and fucking jam in it's just full <laughs> of just long Ugh. locks of hair that is definitely not come from a man because apparently we, we don't shed like these women do <laughs> it's ridiculous we uh we made sure both years when we were living with women that we had different halves of the house and that because <laughs> me and mike were the only clean ones and that was weird to us but you know once you discover that we made sure to keep our shit separate so we had the men's bathroom and the women's bathroom, and the women's bathroom looked like a public men's bathroom. It's grim, isn't it? It is grim. It's disgusting. And they're all, like, stingy with toilet paper and stuff as well. Like, you go in there, yeah. there's no toilet roll. It's like, I may as well be in a public fucking restroom here. What the fuck is this shit? What's going on? And they're always coming down to our room because ours was the quote-unquote nice bathroom. But it was the nice bathroom because we didn't treat it like <laughs> shit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, not all women are like that. It just seems like more often than not they are. And women still keep up this facade that they are the, the clean ones as well because their friends would come over. Like, and if it was the first time someone's coming over, like, uh, you know, if our friend Kaylee came over for the first time and they have a look in the men's bef- bathroom, but they don't know which bathroom is which. And so they look in, see our clean one, and go, I think it's clear which room is the women's room. And we're <laughs> like, well, it's not fucking that one, look. It's not how <laughs> you go upstairs, mate, and then they're horrified when you see what the other girls have done. Aye. And they're like, oh, yeah, I f- forgot we were swabs. Mm. <laughs> oh, I would go back to uni, though, I think. Just, I don't know. Especially now, because I'm lonely <laughs> in lockdown. I miss having housemates. I even when, when I had housemates, I would get a, go hide in my room a lot of time because I was a depressed antisocial person. Mm. It's nice having your communal kitchen area. You all go sit in if you if you're seeking company. Yeah, and I don't have that now. Uh, it's yeah. 
uni was a time of differences, I think, because living with the people <laughs> the first year, and then the second year moving into a house with people, and then finding out what people are actually like. Yeah. Living in that house and the amount of effort that goes into it. And I'm happier just studying at home and sort of doing what I do now because I speak to a variety of people. Mm. that I've um, sort of met online that I've gone to meet in real life as well like I've got an Irish group of friends that I speak to and I've got you lot as well mm-hmm. and it's nice to think because I don't mind having my own a long time it doesn't face me whatsoever I don't feel like the need that I need to socialize with people don't get me wrong I like it yeah. I like playing games and what I'm out with people it's just it comes down to your personality end of the day because if you're a social person, especially in these times, and yeah. most people are sort of chatting away and like Facebook and WhatsApp and whatnot, but there are those people that desperately do need that social interaction. I can truck along perfectly fine by myself in a normal society. When, when I am seeing people over there, when I've got like the nine to five office job and I'm oh, in yeah. the office surrounded by people and forced to communicate, then I can, I can live it all and not really... Like, I don't have to go on Discord every night when I'm, when things are normal. I don't need to talk to people because I want to just chill out and do something by myself. But it's now when there's no contact where I'm like, holy shit, I need someone in my life. Oh. Which is why I'm on Discord all the time now, talking to you guys. Yeah, exactly. It's just nice, isn't it? And I don't... I, I miss... I miss uni because it was a great experience. It was also shit, shockingly shit experiences as well, emotionally. Yeah. A lot of great experiences, Definitely. but I wouldn't go back to living with friends. I think the next time I live with a person, it has to be a partner. It's going to be oh. like if I'm moving in with a woman, that's the next yeah. time I have a roommate. Yeah, I can't Definitely. go back to sharing a space with friends again. I need everything to be my space. Because you get used to have doing your own thing and living your own way yeah. and say like another thing as well was they like when i moved in with people i like clean up after them and whatnot mm. um well did you share like cutlery and pots and pans and plates and things or did you all keep your stuff separate you sort of did a mix and match of like sort of all of them but the thing is like when i moved in say if i bought like some food like some food and whatnot just generally like frozen stuff I come downstairs to find one of them using it. Go, oh, well, you can use my stuff. But I was like, I bought that for me. I don't want your stuff. I want my stuff. I was, I was that prick. I was the prick who didn't let anyone use their stuff. Well, if I, I would let them if they asked, but people would just assume they could take. Like, like if I was missing a spoon, I yeah. went too mental. <laughs> it was not appropriate how I would react at my fellow housemates. Wouldn't bother me that much, like just general cutlery and stuff. But I wouldn't mind if people asked, like, "Oh, Jack, I see you've got some chips in the freezer. Can I, can I use your gravy, for example?" Like, yeah, no worries, mate. But when people take without asking, that's where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> yeah, I need to be asked, especially because like, I only have two of everything. So if I've got one like on this next to the sink, if I've got one spoon next to the sink waiting to be washed up, I don't intend to wash up until I have to which is when the next spoon has been used and I'm out of spoons. So if someone takes my last spoon, Jack, 
That's it. That's the gods. Hell to pay. This is a bare. This is a bare knuckle fight now. Who's <laughs> <laughs> coming out swinging? Uh, give me two seconds. Just gonna link up there. Still Joe Badger here. Still coming up with some original music just for you. Oh, we got new music for you. Yes. That whole little silence, I'm going to cut that and it's going to be seamless. It's going to be beautiful when you hear this. Forever. Wait, wait for this. We're just going to go straight back into cleanliness and coolery. Okay. So speaking of cleanliness and cutlery, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do some. So now I have to leave the gap in to make the laugh, <laughs> <laughs> to make people understand. Uh, I have people would say an obsessive, obsessively high standard of washing up dishes. Do you? To the point where I I had women. This is the thing with like girlfriends as well. Like, they try to do something nice by washing the dishes because I'm a, I'm an okay cook. Like, I only know how to cook a few things, but the few things I cook are delicious. So if I cook a woman meal for the first time, they offer to wash up. That's lovely, and they'll start doing it, and I I can just see that they're doing it wrong. Mm. And as they're putting plates on the rack, there's big chunks of tuna still stuck to them, and it's like, how can this no? This is not good. This is not. How could you possibly think that is clean? And I've done this with a lot of women over the years. Like in first year, we were living with these two girls, Sasha and Gloria, and they both at some point tried to wash up my dishes for me to be nice because they're nice people. Yeah. And I had to explain to them that it was wrong. And if you're going to do it, please do it. <laughs> so then they're actually clean because now I have to rewash these anywhere. And then. Their solution, which was totally fair, is just to never, ever wash my stuff up again. <laughs> <laughs> so they would like, whenever they were being nice and friendly, they would wash up everyone else's dishes in the house and then you'd see mine like left well alone. <laughs> but I kind of liked it. Kind of liked it. Just like your own standard. It's nice that they'd, they'd learn. Oh. I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't really bring shit into this. <laughs> but... It seems to be a recurring thing when I tell people about washing dishes because, you know, still with Yeah. And uh, she wants to do the dishes. It's just like one of the things she wants to do. Mm. And she doesn't think she... Well, she, she washes the dishes, but she makes a mess. So there's water fucking everywhere. Like, all over the countertop and, like, the bit behind the sink is just... He was telling me about this because it was really bothering him. It's just starting to rot. It's like Ugh. so damp all the fucking time. And he's he's tried telling her, and she's, you know, being like, just let me wash your dishes. And he's like, Ugh. and they'll get in an argument. And he's come to me, he's been like, Jeb, what am I supposed to do? I said, honestly, just your job is to let that <laughs> let that countertop rot. That's what mm-hmm. you do. And when, next time she's washing those dishes, you just go up and go, oh, thanks for washing the dishes, love. Give a little kiss and cheek. Mwah. And just say, oh, I love you. You're the best. And you let that thing rot. Mm-hmm. Because that's the price for love. People you know, people say love is priceless. But no, there's, there's a lot of shit you pay for 
in return for love. And in this case, it's a rotting countertop. A rotting countertop. And when, you know, because she's not going to remember that it's her fault. And, you know, six months down the line, she says, this counter's rotted to fuck. How the fuck has this happened? Like, if you saw, she turns to you and she's going to go, why is, the, why is the counter rotted? And you can say, because I love you. That's why it's rotted. Because I love you. And that's the price you pay for love. Yep. Little things like that. And I finally understand when parents say, you know, if you say, if you ask any old person who's been with someone for years, what's the key to marriage or a long relationship? And they say compromise. And what they mean by compromise is just letting shit go that really annoys you. Yeah. That's, is, that's when you're it. doing your taxes at the end of the year and your expenses, you collect all your receipts and it's like, you should just have a little pile for love. It's like 600 quid for a new kitchen counter there. Uh, she used this screwdriver for the wrong thing and that's fuck now, so we need to do one of them. That's 20 quid there for love. 20 just, quid there for love. <laughs> you know, just, I'd love to like be in a relationship and just like keep these things quiet and never use them against her because that's something we do when we're young. But as you get older and you realise this is just the price you pay, I'd like to just quietly laugh about it to my friends. Yeah, for sure. Ray for Romano sure. style. <laughs> oh, I'm bitching about my wife. Ah, oh, gee. And I'd like to see how much of it is. Yeah, because I've I've always tried like explaining like, oh, if you do that, this is going to break, and they never want to hear it. No. And I know why, because told me this, because she's viewing it is whenever you're correcting her on something, even if you're being nice about it they see it as patronizing and condescending because they think that you think they're dumb and don't know how to wash dishes, for example. Sure. And the truth behind that is, yes, we do think you're dumb and we think you can't wash dishes because we're looking at you and you can't wash dishes. But it doesn't make us love you any less. You know, we're just trying to help. But the women want to be left alone to do the thing because they are strong, independent women. They can wash dishes however the fuck they want, Jack. I've kind of lost sight of where I was trying to go with this, by the way. I might need you to pull me back on track before it turns into Joe Hates Women. Joe Hates Women. The podcast. Why are women shit? The show is called Don't Shush Me. Mm. The truth of the matter is I need to be shushed. That's 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 the funniness in it. It's because just a big, massive contradiction. If left to my own devices, I will go on. And I do. I do, Jack. <laughs> It's not a bad trait to have at some points in your life. It's, I don't know, it comes in handy for filling silences. Yeah, exactly. But That's one thing you're good at. When trying to build relationships with people <laughs> and friendships and just getting to know new people, it gets in the way slightly. It's Gucci. I have to put really? a leash on my mouth at this new job. I'm not even in the office yet. I'm just typing to them online. And I have to put a leash on what I say. <laughs> You're just a very, you think out loud. I think that's one thing you're good at. You do say good at. One thing that you do, you do think out loud. I used to, well, I used to think out loud, as in I didn't think before I spoke at all. I just spoke. And then I got older. I realised that's not the way to go. I need to think before I speak. So I do that every time now. But it's just that the person that I am is the kind that goes, should I say this? Probably not. Let's give it a go anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's give it a shot. So. That's, because that's always how I come out of it. I'll say it anyway. Because I'll, th I'll think about it for like a good minute sometimes. I go, this, the, 
the obvious outcome here is that everyone's going to be offended. But, you know, so uh, what's the worst that could happen? Hi, that's a good what's chat. the outcome of that? <laughs> that's what I don't think about. I don't think of, I'm not good at chess because I don't think of the two steps ahead. I'm just thinking about that next step. We couldn't possibly take my king if I put it here. <laughs> I'm sure uh, two, uh, two steps down the line now and there's his queen looking all sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that like, sort of resonates with me a lot, I, I do... When a joke is sat there in front of me, which shouldn't be said under no circumstances, but I know it will get a really good reaction from people due to its shock factor. Mm. I then convince myself, go, you know what, it will be funny, just say it. And then the Hagrid's head hovers over me with the, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you and it just sort of sticks there for a while, but then... I sort of outweigh the consequences and go, oh, you know what? People know that I'm not, I'm not like ah, serious. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like when you say, you're looking at a joke that you say shouldn't be said, but if you know it's going to get a good reaction, mm. and by good reaction, we just mean a reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who says it shouldn't be said, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not... all relative. You're always going to meet I... those people. Yeah, I just, I I go through points of like empathy as well. I have a deep sense of empathy. As much as I like to take the piss out of people, if I know I'll say a joke which may or may not hurt someone's feelings and I do say it, I regret it deeply afterwards to the point of I put myself in those shoes and how they're feeling and then reciprocate those feelings. Mm. Going, oh, that makes me feel a bit shit. And then it's just one of them things. Yeah. What time is it now? Fucking ten past five. We've been talking for potentially an hour. Ooh, nice. Because I put the Zoom call link in at four minutes past four. Oh, that's a good thing, because I was about to say I need to jump off for a little bit and get some stuff done. Perfect timing, Jeff. Because now I can analyse this call and see if the quality is shocking. Yeah, we'll be disappointed. I feel like this has been good material, actually. This has been some decent material. Good laughs. Have you enjoyed your time on the show? Of course, mate. Of course. It's been a pleasure. From your boy, Jack. You're a good guest, Jack. <laughs> I'm a terrible host because I'm always talking over you. <laughs> you it's because you're, you're pacing it out. You're talking nice and relaxing for the listeners. And I'm like, oh, he's done now. I can talk. Aha! Uh-huh. It's your you host, Joe Padgett. <laughs> 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 no worries, mate. No worries. See if you can scrape anything out of this. And then, uh, yeah, I'll fucking be in Discord later on. Gonna play some fucking League or some shit. Yeah. I know how this goes. Yeah, no worries, mate. I'll see you then, Bob. <laughs> see you, bud. Bye bye. If only you were listening on YouTube, then you'd hear this great music. Not this shite. Damn.